Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Being intentional about our own success only comes by being purposeful about our relationships, and sometimes we lack the courage to identify in others or with others why they matter so much to us. All of us have the ability to create a group of friends or colleagues who we work with to determine if we can find success together. However, I want you to start to think about yourself in a larger context. I want you to think of yourself as a one-person organization. Yeah, like you're one little corporation or a company or a nonprofit, and you need to be intentional about who you have around you. It reminds me of when I was a middle school teacher, and I had a little poster in my room that said, surround yourself with people who make you better for others. Now, as a reminder, we are all leaders because we have influence, which means we have the opportunity to surround ourselves with other leaders who can influence us. Influence us in good ways, no way, and bad ways. As a result, we need to really think about who we have around us and why. We want to surround ourselves with people who care about our well-being and our success. We want people around us who will care enough to challenge our thinking and our actions. We want people who will care enough about us to coach us from a place of care and concern and are not afraid to put us in our place or tell us with firmness that this is not a good idea or that we are acting in a manner that is not representative of who we want to be. And we need to take on these roles in the lives of others. We are leaders because we have influence and we also have perseverance, tenacity, and optimism, which is why we follow the behaviors of the buffalo and we charge into the storms that we are facing. So how do we do this? In many ways. But this week, I want to challenge you to have the reflective courage to think about, identify, and then communicate with the people in your life that are difference makers and you need, that you depend upon, and that may not even know you need them. What got me to do some smart thinking about this in the last two weeks is I have been with lots of different groups and I was in front of two different nonprofit executive directors in separate meetings and both asked for strategic support and advice about their organization. I started immediately by asking questions about their boards of directors. How many people? What role do they play? And how are they selected? I was kind of taken aback when they had indicated that they weren't that strategic about it, that they had small boards that were chosen by other board members and were short of a few key qualities for success if the organization was going to find that in the near future. We spoke about what makes great boards, a balance, a balance of wisdom and wealth and workers, well, at least for nonprofits, and how we need people with financial expertise, legal expertise, money strategy, and the ability to work and serve in equal balance and harmony together on a board with one mission. They took fast notes and asked a lot of questions, and then I got into my car and started to think about how important it is for each of us to surround ourselves with a balance of other people, other leaders, people who have skills we don't or energies we struggle to find. And then it hit me. We all need our own board of directors. Yeah, like one we've actually identified. People who will reciprocate from our relationships and 
and then we will all make each other better. When I was a young leader, I had this really cool thing called a Rolodex. (laughs) It sat on top of my desk and was alphabetized by the names of the people who were in it. And there were business cards jammed within there in the D's or the E's or the F's or the H's. And with the contact information of all the people in there, I could at any point find something that I might need. It was kind of like, like my little life network in a pile of cards. When I would be at my desk and get stuck, frustrated, or in need of help, I would start flipping through it. And then when I would come upon someone I knew could help me, well, I'd call them. Now, believe it or not, people used to actually answer the phone when you called them. They wouldn't screen you or be torqued off that you didn't text. Anyway, I would then take a minute or two to catch up with them and then slowly lean into the person for some advice, usually doing a kind of a dance, building up my courage to talk to them about what I really needed. Now, later in life, I began to volunteer on boards for nonprofits and eventually for-profit organizations. And I would sit back and see these Rolodexing happening right in real time in front of me. As financial questions came up, the board chair would lean into the financial expert on the board who would use their wisdom to support the decisions of the senior leaders or challenge them. And then when there was a concern about a process, well, there'd be an engineer on the board who would start to challenge the process or fix the process or build teams to approach it. And when there were issues with facilities, if we didn't have anybody who was an expert, we'd go recruit an architect to be on our board. If there was a need to connect to colleges, we'd get a college administrator. We'd surround ourselves with these experts who could help the organizations meet their missions. Now, I ask you to think about yourself as an organization, a one-person company, who needs to surround themselves with others who can then intentionally benefit from the support, care, wisdom, energy, and love of all of these different people. The problem I identified is that we all have these people in our personal organizations or these things we call life, but we're not intentional about identifying them, sharing with them how we value them and the benefit we are to each other. And it is unlikely that a conversation was ever had where we demonstrated gratitude for who they are in our lives and why they matter. Why they matter to us. After thinking about this for a few days, I drew out a process onto a sheet of paper, sent it to my creative board member. Yep, I have a board member who is there to be creative. Her name is Jill. And now we have a process guide, which will be in this week's TH3. The following process and exercise is something I think we all need to do, and we need to do this at every level in every organization, including in schools. Now, I ran the process out with a few groups over the course of the last couple of weeks to try to figure it out and make sure that it was accurate. And everywhere I went and every group I did it with, once I explained it, it was silent. At first I thought, oh man, I just bombed. However, I insecurely would walk around and ask everybody if they were okay, and they would all say just about the same thing. This is like truly deep thinking, Ted. It's real reflection. That's not easy. But they liked it. A lot. I thought, whew. But good. Reflection is not supposed to be easy. Now, before I share the process, I want to veer off here and share why I think this is so important. Our success in one environment does not guarantee our success in the next, and neither do our habits. When I was a young teacher, I had this great principal named Dave. And after a few years, he matter-of-factly said to me, Hey, Ted, I'm going to depend upon you to teach me new and modern approaches. 
You see, I was like a master of PowerPoint in the 90s, and we had a great relationship. He was old enough to be my father, and I really, really admired and respected him. I was also filled with a huge sense of purpose and fueled by his comment and his request. What he had done was very clearly identify me as a role in his organization. I was his innovator. Over time, Dave would come to my room and sit on top of a student desk, and we started to talk about more things like culture, implementation successes and failures, and my role evolved from innovator to confidant. I began to see that this trusting relationship grew because I lived by the rule that this is a conversation between me and him, his organization. I never left the room sharing his confidences. So when I became a principal, I started to do the same thing as I had learned from Dave. I went to certain rooms and found that there were different people I was working with that had all these specific areas of expertise, but I had forgotten one key step. I didn't share with them why I was coming to them. As a result, what I thought was a use of board of directors for me turned into a horrible situation for me, which was that the people within the organization were sharing amongst themselves what I was doing and that it was being painted as mischievous instead of my actual intent was just to grow my own wisdom. That was a hard lesson. But I had failed because I had failed to be vulnerable and I had failed to explain to people why I was coming to them. And I learned quick, pivoted, and I grew from it. I share this little digression with you because the identification of our board of directors is not supposed to be something we do in isolation. You need to be vulnerable and share with others why they are on the board, why you need them, how they empower you, and how much they matter, how much they matter to you. This this allows you to grow faster, cut through the weirdness that may deter you from having the courage to seek others' support, and most importantly, empower others with your confidence. I mean, be empathetic for a moment. Imagine someone called you up and said, hey, listen, I need you to be someone in my life who is going to be on my board of directors and I want you to hold me accountable to my thoughts. As soon as they'd say that to you, every time they'd call you, you'd wonder, okay, now are you calling me to hold you accountable or is this just to catch up? The tool we put together has a board table in the middle with two chairs at the head of each side of that table, one labeled me and the other labeled board chairperson. The first step in filling out the tool is to identify what are your needs as a one-person organization. For instance, mine said things like reality checker, impact a vision, a firmer, a pillow, a challenger, a legacy expert, and a connector. I'll explain all those in a bit. My board chair on the other side of the table, well, that's my wife, Megan. She is the one person in my life, no matter how much enthusiasm I have for or against something, will speak a very direct truth to me and is unlikely to be swayed by my devilish charm. My mom, my mom plays the role of historian on my board. I'll call her and say things to her like, oh, I cannot believe what happened to me today. And I'll begin to explain with great passion what occurred or what I need. And like all mothers, she never forgets. She forgets nothing. And she'll say things to me when I'm done with my rant like, well, Teddy, you had this same conflict when you played Little League when you were on the Mets with Danny in fifth grade, and you were just as upset. And here's how you handled it. Don't you remember? Mm, I wanted it to be new and unique. But I know my mom will be able to remind me of the different ways in which I may have overcome or succumbed to the things in my past. 
I identified 15 people that are on my board of directors, and they're all there for different reasons. Now, the process guide, it's pretty simple. First thing you do is you identify what are your gaps, and then you start to fill in the board for what you need. And sometimes, well, sometimes you might have a need without a person that you know yet for the board spot. And then you start to keenly look around your world for the person who can be there for you in that position. Listen to this quick list I put together for people you may need on your board. Who is your truth teller? The one who will confront you and tell you the truth. Who's your affirmer? The one who will say, like, you can do this. You've got this. Who is your energizer? Who will tell you, listen, you're being negative about this. Let's flip this around. Who is the intellect on your board? The one person you can go to that you know will have the resources you need in order to be successful. Who's the visionary? The person that you can bring a problem to who can creatively and quickly bring a vision to it. Who is your challenger? The one who is going to stand into your face and say, listen, you're going in the wrong direction. Who's your financial person? Who's your structure person? Who's your coach? Who's the person who you can use as a pillow? A pillow is one of my favorite things, and I learned this term from a friend of mine who's on my board, Jean Marie. And she always says that every leader needs a soft place to land, somebody just to go to who can just listen and let them just talk and go through it all without actually reacting. Who's the caregiver on your board? The person who you need to put on there to make sure that you are the best version of yourself in mind and body. Who's the wisdom person? The person who can recall everything. Who's the person who's going to support you being vulnerable? Who's your historian? Like my mom, the one person who's going to come back to you and tell you exactly what's going on in the course of your life that you may have just conveniently forgotten. Who's your connector? You know, the person who's always got somebody who, who can help you out. Who's your legacy expert? The person who can tell you the historical reasons for the changes in the organization, your organization or others. Who's your researcher? Who's your motivator? Who's your optimist? Who's your disruptor? Who's your process person? Who's your really high emotional intelligence person who can help you navigate the things that you may not even be seeing around you? Who's your engager? Who's going to get you fired up and get you moving and help you get what you need in order to be successful? Who's your integrity person? The person who's going to hold you back and make sure that you are living by the values of which that you have identified. Who's your advocate? The person who's going to step off your board table and go into the directions that need to be charged into and to ensure that you are successful. And who's your opposite? Who doesn't think like you? Who doesn't act like you? Who is the person who, like in Seinfeld, the George Costanza, I'm going to do the exact opposite of everything I've ever done my whole life. Who's your grounder? The person who will hold your feet as you're floating away and pull you back down to earth. And who's your humorist? The person who will help you find something to laugh about no matter what you're dealing with. Okay, this is just what I came up with for the people that I think we all need. You can add like crazy. Your your board can be gigantic. Now, the last step, once you identify the people on your board, take the immediate action to actually go to these people and share with them that they are on your board and why they are on your board. When I ran this out last week with a group, a friend and a fellow leader named Todd had one of my favorite looks on his face. I guess I would describe it as a little... Uh Uh-huh, with a little, hmm, and a lot of, I got to do this. Todd sparked for all of us in the room that we have our board of directors, and we all work with different people and use them and work with them in different ways. But we rarely tell them who they are and why they matter to us and how intentional we have to be with them in order for them to play the role that we need in our own lives and their own. He used the word vulnerable. 
and came to the realization in front of a room of colleagues that this is what's missing part of many of our leaderships. The ability to vulnerably walk in and say to somebody, you are important to me because I come to you for clarification. I come to you for history. I come to you for legacy. I come for, to you because you are the opposite of me. He sparked my memory of my principles telling me with intent why he was coming to me and what he needed from me. I was on his board, but when I switched roles with him and in a new environment, I failed to share the critical, the critical part. And as Todd pointed out, the vulnerable part that, hey, I don't have all the answers. You matter to me, and I need you to help make this organization successful. We are each the owner of our leadership and our organization, and we have to be intentional about who we have around us, what roles people play, and then we need to be vulnerable enough to share what they do for us. Hey, wait, isn't that what we talk about every single week? You know, facing the storm and charging into it in an effort to be the best version of ourselves? Reflect. Identify your board. Share with them and fill your gaps. Be the best organizational version of yourself for others that you can be. And surround yourself with people who will make certain you are the best version of you so that you can be the greatest influencer every day through your intentional leadership for everyone around you. So let's do some smart thinking. Take some time and list your board of directors. Describe the gaps on your board of directors and identify who could potentially fill those roles for you. And then finally, describe how you could use this tool to support the people that you serve every day. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and please rate and share this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen each week and engage in the processes that we create and all the different ideas that come from my interactions with you or that those that you send me. Also, please make sure to follow the Well Pennies on your musical platform. They are very gracious and they let me use their catalog as well as all of the different artists on Golden Bear Records. Now, finally, as we're closing out here, I want you to think about running this activity with those that you serve, being intentional about supporting the reflection of others and then having them, having them share out their boards with everyone around them. This can create a lot of things, but most importantly, it will create confidence and gratitude. I suggest that you, when you create yours, you actually take a picture of each chair with the name of the person and why they're on there, and then text it, just the picture of it, and then type the message, hey, call me when you have a few minutes and I'll explain why your name is on this little sheet of paper. And thank you for being my intellectual board member. I'm pretty sure they're going to call you very quickly just out of curiosity to figure that out. But it will open the door for you to have the opportunity to do what you need to do and what you can do best, and that is to lead. It's important as leaders to create the conditions for supporting others' leadership by making it okay to depend on them and other people. Life and leadership gets really lonely, really quickly when we can't depend on those in our lives to help us when we just need a soft place to land or a person to punch us with a little right hook of reality. Do this with students, colleagues, and family members. Be intentional about encouraging others to be the best versions of themselves by seeing that we're all in a herd of our choosing and that each of our personal organizations are filled with board members that are buffaloes in their own leadership. Today's song is a jazz vocalist that has an incredible voice, and the music is just beautiful. Her name is Annie Kimball, and the album is called Dive Bar. 
Now, I chose this song intentionally because it's great music to reflect to and just chill out with. The track is called Before You, and if you're wearing headphones, turn it up a little bit. It has a very mesmerizing effect. Transformed into something I'm not You say I used to smile more I guess I forgot I must confess I haven't been here for years in myself is my greatest fear You have become someone I can't let go The fear in my chest and your puff of smoke Sacrifice myself to help you feel at home But all that did was make me feel more alone Yeah, you made the trap, but I'm the one that got caught 